It's the bottom line on News Radio 610, KONA. From the Tri Cities to Olympia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. And welcome back to the Bottom Line News Radio 610 K1A. It is hour number two on this Monday afternoon. Our phone number, 509-547-1610. If you want to get involved, you can also reach us via email, 610K1A.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you would like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610. That's the same address for us at Getter. You can also find us on Facebook, the Bottom Line 610. Free mobile app, Google Play, Apple Stores. Download, listen, message. It all works out. Rob Francis, Greg Neftewey. So, hey, we have seen many occasions where the majority party at the national level has so desired to change the course of things that they have made decisions to remove provisions that are in place to protect debacles. And what they wind up doing, more often than not, is having it come back to bite them in the butt. Hmm. The most glaring example of that happens to hang over the casket of the guy who was just lying in state. Harry Reid. Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid. Basically using the nuclear option to confirm justices that were being nominated by Barack Obama. Used the nuclear option, and he was warned by Mitch McConnell, very famously, that this will come back to bite you. And it did. I remember. I remember the speech. It bit them epically. And Republicans knew they had them with the Supreme Court. Not a one of those justices got appointed with 60% or, or, or the 60 vote threshold, which is 60% in the Senate. Not a one. The nuclear option bit the Democrats in the butt. The more dangerous, and it's always it seems to always be Democrats that want to do this. They don't get their way. They don't like the rules, so they try to change them to fit what they want to do. Chuck Schumer has been on record in the past talking about not removing the filibuster. In fact, a number of Democrats who are currently elected in the Senate went on the record a few years ago talking about not removing the filibuster and how important the filibuster is for the minority to have a voice when they were the minority. But now that they're enjoying their first year of 50-50 and majority being the tie-breaking vote of Vice President Kamala Harris, they want to get rid of the filibuster now. All of a sudden, they don't like the filibuster because they can't get past the worst piece of uh, voting legislation our country has ever seen. For those that haven't taken a look at H.R. 1 or S.B. 1, they basically want to take what has always been outside of one election a year or one election every four years, 
presidential election. Right. It's always been a state's issue, and they want to federalize it. They want to give the federal government ridiculous, ridiculous ways and means into state voting processes and procedures. Now, you can argue all day long about whether or not you like what certain states have done, but there are less than a handful of states that have only mail-in balloting. Right. Other states only have that option in the purest form of absenteeism. 50 states, 50 different applications. Why is that? Because the overwhelming amount of elections, 99.9% of elections, only impact the state. Right. And representation thereof. Only one federal election exists. Huh. And that is for president. Even those representatives that are sent to the House and the Senate are state-run elections on individuals representing either different districts within the state or the state as an entirety in the case of the Senate, which wasn't always that way, by the way. Right. It wasn't always voted on by the people. It was voted on by the state legislatures for the longest time. So it wasn't always people that elected their senators. However, those bills want to turn around and take that control out of the hands of the state and make the federal government the overseer and purveyor of state, local, municipal elections by putting onerous requirements and regulations on state elections. Right. Uh, you know, yeah. It's, it's not exactly something that uh, is very palatable right now. It is. It would absolutely 100% destroy what's left of the electoral process. Because anything, almost anything the federal government does, they screw it up. Yes, that's true. Well, they're not going to get it. It's not going to happen. As of right now, they are not. I talked uh, to uh, Andy Field today from ABC News, and quite frankly, there's a st- there's a stonewall and a stalemate. Both Mansion and Cinema are not on board. That is correct. They support some aspects of the proposed bill, yeah, but not the majority of it. Right. They also don't support getting rid of the filibuster, and so therefore, there's nowhere to go. But that doesn't mean they won't get creative. For example. It was thought by many people watching and paying attention to the Affordable Health Care Act negotiations way back when. And it was believed, and all the messages were there, that the Blue Dog Democrats, led by Representative Bart Stupak, were not going to cave on Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And then, lo and behold, in the 23rd hour, Representative Bart Stupak said, well, President Obama has signed an executive order telling us that federal money will not be used for abortion, so therefore we are going to throw our support behind the Affordable Health Care Act. Manchin didn't cave for BBB. 
No, you're right. He did not because that was an absolutely ridiculous amount of spending for an absolutely ridiculous amount of unnecessary programs. So he didn't. This is the difference between senators and representatives. What? Senators get elected to six-year terms. Right. Representatives get elected to two. Okay. Senators, there are only two of. Representatives, it depends on your state's population. So in the state of Washington, we have eight congressional representatives. In the state of California, they have a lot more than eight. Yes. So a representative can make a decision that may or may not cost them their legislative career with a 94% incumbency return. Senators, however, are under a much larger microscope and answer to the entire state, not just the district. Yep. Sure. Joe Manchin knows the direction his state has gone. Kirsten Sinema knows that her state is a center-right state. Of course. Do they want to lose their re-election bids? No. Exactly. Does Joe Manchin have any higher aspirations? There are a lot of people throwing around the word president, Joe Manchin's name. I don't see it either. I don't see it either. Why would he want that? He's the most powerful man in all the federal government right now. Well, yeah, he's the most powerful man, and Kirsten Sinema is the most powerful woman. Yeah. They are controlling the direction. They are dictating the direction right now of what happens in the Senate. But with that said, if Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema, who, by the way, is up for re-election in 2022, if she goes back to Arizona and says, you know, gosh, I did everything I could do, did everything I could do, but, you know, I just, when it came down to it, I just had to side with the party. That is not going to fly no, in of Arizona. Not. And, and she knows that. And Kristen Cinema will lose her re-election campaign with that logic. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Jorge. I'm calling from Kennewick. I have a couple of questions. The first one is, are we not a representative, or excuse me, a, a constitutional republic built on checks and balances? Yes, we are. And so, who are these people that are voting for these elected officials that want to undo that? What, what is the rationale behind we can make it better by making it worse? Oh, Jorge, if we had a week. <laughs> if we had a week. Here's the thing, and, and, and appreciate the call very much. Thank you for, for, for calling in and firing off those questions. The people that want this to happen are people that obviously do not like the America that we have. No. And there are a lot of people that live in this country that do not. And you can go all the way back to the turn of the 20th century to find those people that do not believe that the Founding Fathers had the right vision for this country. There are many freedom-loving people, and I don't even use the economic model when I say that. There are freedom-loving people who understand that the Founding Fathers created the greatest document any government has ever seen in the United States Constitution. There are people, however, that don't agree that freedom is the best course of action. They believe government should control everything because then that minimizes the amount of disruption that you can have. 
A constitutional republic creates disruption. Every two years, you potentially could have a change in your representation in the House. Every six years, you have that in the Senate. Founding Fathers said every two years, they're all gone. In the Senate, we do it in thirds. In all truth, our electorate in this country has become less engaged and less informed. If you go back 40 years to how engaged and how informed the electorate was, it was miles above. Of course. When people get engaged and when when they get informed is when they believe, and and I don't know how much I want to use the word informed because there are so many more resources out there now to give you bad information or wrong information or misinformation than existed 40 years ago. But when something impacts somebody, for example, Ronald Reagan won on two things. What's that? A hard economy and a love of America. Sure. Jimmy Carter drove this country into into a desperate state. Drove this country's economy into whatever is below the toilet. Yeah. There's no question about that. That's one of the reasons Ronald Reagan won. He also detailed a hope and a message for what he believed in America. Hmm. Ronald Reagan's policies helped turn the economy around. His policies led to the gorging that we had in the late 80s and early 90s. Which then again, Americans turned around and said, God, things are so good, we don't need to pay attention to what they're doing. And in the Clinton administration, the first four years, we had the largest expansion of federal government in the nation's history. While people were not paying attention because they were fat and happy. And so we don't need to pay attention anymore. But then we started to see the narratives really come into play. And so that also took away the informed aspect. This is what we're telling you. We give you this. They're going to take this away. You need to believe us, not them. The electorate became less engaged. The electorate became less informed. That's why we have more people willing to take that away, Jorge, now than arguably ever before. Hook up with The Bottom Line on Twitter at BottomLine610. Now, back to the show, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A, Monday afternoon. Jason Hogan with American Family Insurance. Check out Jason if you're not happy with your current policies. If you got the runaround or you didn't like the way you were served by your insurance company, if you haven't had a fender bender in the last week to 10 days as a result of the weather, well, you know what? Talk to Jason. American Star Certified Agent with American Family Insurance. You get that for customer service. And they were also named by J.D. Power and Associates, the number one mid-size insurer for customer service in the United States for 2021. American Family Insurance, all about customer service. Talk to Jason and find out if they can better what you're paying, if they can give you more coverage than what you currently have for the price you're currently paying. Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance, whether it's auto insurance, homeowners insurance, life, small business, farm, 
They can take care of you and the things that you care about. Visit his website, jasonhoag.com. Set up an appointment today. 547-1610-509-547-1610 is our number if you would like to get involved in the program. So couple things to correct. I miss uh, I miscounted our congressional districts. We have 10 in Washington State, not 8. I was wrong. You're uh, off by on 2. That count. I was off by 2. Yes, I thought we had 8. We have 10. Uh, and uh, just one small correction to uh, what Jorge mentioned. Uh, our republic is based on the Constitution, but we are actually a representative republic. Um not a constitutional republic. We are based on the U.S. Constitution. That is what forms and creates our government. But we are actually a representative republic. Uh, that is the that is the actual term for the how our what our government operates. Be glad we're not parliament parliamentary. I would hate it if we had a parliament. Well, we're not a democracy. Well, we're, yeah. we're a representative republic, right? And as a lot of people say, democracy, 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 democracy. But we're a representative republic, right? Um, we have democratic elections, yes, but we are a representative republic. They, yeah, they taught this that in school. Not everybody apparently attended that day. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, yeah, there's a lot of when you hear people talk, you hear a lot of people say this democracy. No, it's not democracy. It's it a is, representative yeah, republic. Yeah. That is correct. There's a difference. Big difference. There is a major difference I mean, between the two. What? Canada is a parliamentary democracy, so, you know. Canada's like. Yeah. Parliamentarian. 28% socialist. Well, yes, and 5% green. We know. Well, 28% socialist. Yeah, but, but, but what I'm saying is there's the Socialist Party and there's the Green Party. By comparison, that's all I'm I saying. I just meant in general. Well, they are, they, they're, they're like 28% socialist. But they have excellent donuts. There's a lot of places around here that have excellent donuts, too. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is uh, Kendrick from Benton City. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. How are you today, sir? Oh, just fine. Good. Hey, you were talking about the Senate. Yes. The one thing that I, I think is very interesting is, you know, it's a, it's a democratically controlled Senate, but it's 50 Republicans, 48 Democrats, and two independents. You know, if those numbers were reversed, the Democrats wouldn't stop complaining that that the the leadership was wrong. And I think our biggest problem is the Republicans aren't willing to fight for what's right. Thanks for the call, Kendrick. It's interesting. Um, those two independents caucus with the Democrats, Angus King and Bernie Sanders. Two, Repu- two Democrats, Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Sinema, are not exactly buying the, pu- the, uh, the, the party line these days on a couple of things that they want to get done. And it's funny because one of those independents is an independent because he's a socialist. I think that you're, I think you are correct in your assessment about a number of Republicans that are elected at the national level. I think if there's one thing, Kendrick, that we have learned with government over the years is that political expediency is sometimes preferred over the right thing to do or what you what many people may believe what the right thing to do is political expediency will take that every day once again see the nuclear option employed by harry reed to confirm justices that came back to bite them with supreme court appoint uh, elections or appointments i should say Uh, in the Senate, where 60 
votes was not needed for Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, or Coney Barrett. More of the bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. Coming after this. Give us your bottom line. Call 509-547-1610. Now, back to the show. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. 509-547-1610. That's our phone number. Rob and Greg with you. You know, there's a lot of official names for days. You know, like, for example, the day after Thanksgiving is called Black Friday. Yes. The day after the regular season ends in the NFL is called Black Monday. Why is that? Because that's the day head coaches get fired. Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Didn't they fire the Denver head coach? Denver head Vic Fangio was fired. They also got rid of Mike Zimmer Mike up in Zimmer Minneapolis. Fired. Yep. Matt Nagy fired in Chicago. And Brian Flores fired in Miami. Now, I disagree with that one. I, I disagree. I think if they were going to fire Flores, it should have been last year, not this year. Um, if they wanted him gone, for whatever reason, a couple of winning seasons, Brian Flores... Something didn't mesh somewhere, but his name is already circulating for other open jobs. I mean, the Miami Dolphins organization has been in disarray since the day they got rid of Don Shula. It has. I mean, they've never been the same. They've never. They've have they ever had a winning season without him? Or excuse me, have they ever well, made yeah, a playoff a winning run? season without did they uh, made, did Don they, Shula? Did they ever make a playoff run without him? They, I don't. Well, they haven't gone back to the Super Bowl without him, right? Jimmy Johnson wasn't the wasn't the guy that, that turned the ship around for them. They've made the postseason since Don Shula has not been there. But they've always just been out, also rans. They've always been well. Uh, yeah, they haven't won a Super Bowl since Bob Greasy was quarterback. And they haven't been to a Super Bowl since Dan Marino. His second season. Right. So, and they got smacked around by the 49ers. I so remember. It's been quite some time since since they've made it. But the, all the ties that they're saying to uh, Jim Harbaugh are not, uh, they're not happening. I hope not. I don't want to see that guy back. I'm not a fan. Well, I wouldn't be shocked if he does wind up. I, I could see Harbaugh leaving Michigan for Chicago. Maybe uh, I don't couldn't see him leaving from Minnesota. I couldn't see him leaving from Miami. Um, I don't see him leaving for Denver. It would have to be a a traditional team. What do you mean it, a traditional team? What I mean by that is is one of the storied franchises in the NFL. Well, Denver is a storied franchise. Yeah, it's not like Chicago. <laughs> Chicago, oh, the New, Chicago, the New York Giants. They had one good season in the modern era. The Chicago Bears had one good season. The Chicago Bears are one of the oldest franchises in the NFL. That's why that would be a franchise that he would go to. It'll he, be out in three years. Could be, but yeah. but what I'm saying is that the, the future isn't what matters. Now, is he thinking about leaving Michigan? Maybe. But I couldn't see him leave Michigan to go to Minnesota or Miami. Because Miami is where college coaches go to go back to college. <laughs> That's true. So Nick Saban. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, in truth, Miami's not the job for Jim Harbaugh. He's going to go somewhere where he has 
a little bit of where, where there's a little bit of of pomp and circumstance to him coming back to the I mean, league. I, I feel bad for Miami. I, I do. I mean, they they've been the losers forever. I, I don't really. No, I don't. Why? I don't feel bad at all. Why? Never liked Don Shula, never liked Dan Marino. So I, I don't well, feel bad at all. I can see we have a lot of pent up anger. No, here. there's no anger. It, just, it does, doesn't what, bother what they me do at to all. You? They didn't do anything. Okay. Dan Marino was a big whiner, <laughs> and Don Shula was a big whiner. So the, common, the, 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 the coach quarterback whiner combination never really sat well with me when they were playing. I, I, I've yet to hear of an instance of Dan Marino. Whining behind the uh, the ice or toner gloves that he hawks. I was going to say, don't you recall stocking Kleenex going up exponentially while he was quarterback of the Dolphins? Oh. I mean, they even monogrammed Kleenex for him. Was it his fault? That he whined and cried? Well, I would he too. He chose to do that. I would too if I had, to have, if I had their O-line. <laughs> well, it was more than just that. Well. Nonetheless, that, 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 that as we digress, but... Um, so there have been four firings already, a couple of general managers out, some tandem firings yeah. in Minnesota, in Chicago, uh, tandem firings, GM and, and head coach both out. And, of course, Seahawk fans will be watching to see what happens with the future of their team. Uh, Pete Carroll, after yesterday's game, uh, believes that he is locked in to return for another season. He said he's not now. Whether he said he's not worried about it because whatever decisions made, he's fine with, or he feels real comfortable in his situation that he's coming back, could be either one. But if Pete Carroll's coming back and John Schneider's coming back, that would lead a reasonable person to believe that the quarterback is not coming back because at. A 7-10 and 10 finish, and yes, they beat Arizona in the final game. But at a 7-10 and 10 finish, I don't think you're sitting there saying what we've got going is in the best interest. Because if you don't trade Russell Wilson now, you're not gonna, you can't trade him after next season because there's one year left on the contract of a 34-year-old quarterback. No one's going to give you anything for him at that point. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Yeah, this is Dave from Kennewick. What's up, Dave? I got a couple two cents here. Anyway, uh, yeah, Dan Marino. He probably should have retired a couple years early. He left the NFL, I believe, in double knee braces and elbow braces. Uh, I'm pretty sure that John Elway was the most successful out of that draft class, from what I can remember. Uh, number two, Rob, this is for you. I know you're... you're uh, you are a reader and a studier. I don't know if you've heard of Dr. Vladimir Zelenko, MD. I have. But remember that name. Okay, so you know he was in the middle of the the major outbreak in New York that like 70% of the community caught the COVID. Uh, and I just, I, just uh, I thought you would be intrigued with his story. But anyway... That's what I got to say about the NFL. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Dave. And yeah, I, I'm familiar with the name, but I'm not familiar with every element surrounding. So I will, uh, I will go back and I will do some digging uh, on Doctor Vladimir and uh, refresh myself with his story. But I do recall some stories out of New York and treatments that were being done that were keeping people out of hospitals. Uh, and I believe he was closely associated with a lot of that. 
547-1610, is our number if you want to get involved. But, you know, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. We won't spend a lot more time on this, but with as far as the Seahawks are concerned, because sure. they've got a lot of holes to fill. Yes, they do. And they don't have a first-round pick, thanks to that wonderful trade for Jamal Adams, who um, did a lot to help the defense. Um, they have holes at linebacker. They have holes in the secondary. They have holes on the defensive line. They have holes on the offensive line. They could use a slot receiver and the running game. Please don't tell me two games in four years of Rashad Penny is enough to convince you that they need to exercise the fifth-year option and pay him the average salary of the highest-paid running backs in the league. That's not at all in any way, shape, or form an option. They need a running game. They need a running back, but they need an offensive line for a running back. They could also use some help at tight end. So really the only position they have that is solid right now is quarterback. And um, and in order to be able to get solid at other positions, they need to trade him and get some draft picks. So, so, so. it seems that if Pete Carroll's coming back and if – John Schneider's coming back. Russell Wilson isn't coming back. The question then is, what do you think you can get for him? What do you hope you can get for him? And where are you going to send him well, now, to be uh, able to get what you need? That's not what Adam Schefter says. Adam Schefter last night said that uh, he believed that uh, Russell Wilson would be on the team next year. That's according to his sources. Well, I'll tell you what. If Russell Wilson is on the Seahawks next year, and it's not that I'm not that I am against Russell Wilson in any way, shape, or form. I'm just looking at it simply from a logical perspective. If Russell Wilson is on the team next year, you have nothing to make a 7-10 and 10 team better. Hmm. And by the way, 7-10, and 10, they probably were really 5-12. and 12. They got lucky in a few cases. Yeah. yeah. They, they, I mean, so if you think that they're that close... To getting back, because last year they took advantage of a hurt San Francisco 49ers team and Jared Goff going backwards to make the playoffs. Right. I don't see how the Seahawks have a winning record next year without doing something to get those holes filled. And keeping Russell Wilson doesn't fill those holes. So if they do that, hey... More power to you, man. Have a great year next year, and then you won't get anything for Russell Wilson because he will go off into free agency somewhere else, sign a four-year contract with another team that is on the precipice, potentially, of a Super Bowl, where he could be the factor with a lot of young talent to bring him in, show kids how to win, be a guiding force, get back to the postseason while the Seahawks rebuild two years later than they should have. Hmm. But in truth, this is a big Seattle problem. They hung on to Felix Hernandez way too long. Okay. Way too long. Yeah. I mean, they should have dealt Felix Hernandez five, six years before he walked away from nothing. Before they let him go. They have this issue in Seattle with hanging on to guys way too long and not realizing that in order to really fulfill the mission of a professional sports team, and that is always to remain competitive... They hang on to guys for way too long, and therefore they That's lose that competitive edge. That is a flaw with Pete Carroll. Well, look at the Mariners, 20 years in running. They haven't made the postseason. <laughs> Longest streak in professional sports. Mm. That's due to, well, Felix Hernandez is going to sell us 13,000 tickets tonight. We can't trade him. Yeah, actually you can, and maybe you might get more people in there if you won a few games. 
instead of every five days with a bunch of people holding K cards in, in the right field bleachers. <laughs> I you mean, just say it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But so we'll see what they do. But but yeah. if all three pieces come back, that is the biggest message you can get from Seahawks ownership that winning is not a priority. The offseason beckons. Getting better is not a priority. Status quo is the priority, and they can't keep all three pieces there and expect a different result next year. No, they can't. They, don't have, fir- they don't have a first-round pick. Right. In a class that's stacked defensively, they don't have a first-round pick. How do you get better on defense? And, and it's not exactly like John Snyder has been hitting them in the draft recently either. So take all those pieces and combine them, and... you the logic says you move the quarterback if you can move the quarterback for at least one first-round pick and maybe a young quarterback in return. How old is Pete Carroll anyway? What, 70? 70, 70 plus. I uh, got a message from the mobile app. I mean, do, he he's thinking about retirement. Google Play and Apple stores. No, he's not. Is Adrian Peterson still with the Hawks? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, my. Yes, I believe. That's I believe. awesome. <laughs> yes. Yes. Adrian Peterson, and he started a game. He started a game for the Seahawks. He did? Yes, he did. Adrian Peterson. I've not heard that name in a little while. It's been a long time. Yep. yep, I I don't know. Look, you know, the the thing about the NFL is, uh, you know, until Brady decides to retire, he is king until he he decides to be king no more. It's up to him. Oh, well, I think it's more than that. I mean, look, there's a lot of people in the audience that may not like this, but it's not even a question. When when your regular seasons, 50% of the time, the last game you have played 50% of the time in a 20-year career has been in the Super Bowl, hmm. regardless of how many you've won, you're one of the greatest to ever play. The fact that you've won seven of them, Makes you the greatest to ever play. You know what? Period. You're, no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Uh, you know what? Period. I'm, I'm not happy to hear you say that because I'm a Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> fan, as you know, and I, um, I think he was robbed, if you will. Of what? Of just as many Super Bowls. What? Yeah. How? Well, first of all, he got into that accident. What? I, that knocked at least two years you're off. You're talking his- about the one in the restroom? Oh. <laughs> no, the one on Stanwyck Street in downtown Pittsburgh, oh. where, where, where uh, uh, an individual driving a car way too big for her got, own good. She got into one accident there. There were two restroom incidents. He knocked out half his teeth. That's okay. I mean, when you, you that costs you that costs you all those opportunities. I'm sorry, but when you're doing nothing but drinking protein shakes for five months. <laughs> That's one that, year. That takes a little bit out of That's you. Just, and it year. took him a long wow. time to recover. So if if that so accident had never the, happened, if that accident his, had never happened, it took him the rest of his career to recover. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger would have had four Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm the sorry, guy, but he would have. Well, Tom's got seven. Well, <laughs> so they would have come at the expense of Tom Brady. So it all evens out. No, they wouldn't have. Yes, they would have. No, they wouldn't have. It, 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 well. In the AFC, you can only have one representative of a Super Bowl. You're right. So, so therefore, if Mm. Ben had had more Super Bowls, those would be subtracted from Tom Brady's talent. Not necessarily, because Tom Brady didn't go to the AFC Championship game every year either. Could have been at someone else's expense. And to quote the great Ric Flair, in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. He didn't beat Tom Brady to get there. 
You're, you're having a good day, aren't you? <laughs> Just saying. Didn't beat Tom Brady to get there. Well, I mean, we can but talk can, about the artistry of Ric Flair all you want. But I, but, but I can say hmm. that the team that I root for was one of those that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl for one of those three losses. Did it without Carson Wentz, too. They did? Just saying. They did it without anybody playing defense in the game, either. <laughs> we all remember that one. Oof. Oh, Nothing was 1,100 oh, total yards. Oh, I'm sorry and, to hear this. And, we... and Tom Brady, 500 passing yards in that game. Mm. <laughs> From the free mobile app to the Google Play and the Apple stores. Double B, bathroom Ben. That's right. Well. <laughs> You're pushing me, baby. That's correct. Hey, look, I, I, I never expected, though. I mean, hmm. I have a tremendous amount of respect for Steelers fans. Thank you. I do. We've won. We've won way more Super Bowls than you have. All of the Steelers fans that I know mm-hmm. have not nearly been the unbearable apologists that you've been for the last ten minutes for your football team. What? I mean, you sound like a Cowboys fan. I'm not apologizing for you. Anything. Sound like a Cowboys fan making oh, excuses ooh, for ooh. Ben Roethlisberger not he making Super Bowls. He did get into a nasty accident downtown Pittsburgh. He did. Okay. Sorry. You did. It's not your fault. Well, he almost died. When that kind of thing happens to you, it knocks a few years off your playing career if you survive, which he did. So you're blaming that for the fact that he wasn't good enough to get his team to more Super Bowls? I am. I, I mean, blame is a Are harsh you sure word. you're not a Cowboys fan? <laughs> the day I become a Cowboys fan is the day I will... Um, <clears throat> I mean, it just, just sounds like... it's only, you, know, you liked Marino, didn't you? Well, he's a Pittsburgh guy. Okay, well, that, 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 there's part of that explanation. So was Joe Montana, by the way. He went to Notre Dame, but yes, he was from Western Pennsylvania. He was from Western so was Pennsylvania, yes. Joe Namath was from Western Pennsylvania, sure. too. A lot of good quarterbacks. I think Jim Kelly is also from Western Pennsylvania. Yes, he Pennsylvania. was. Yeah. Which, by the way, back to one of our callers, I think it was Dave that talked about uh, Elway. Yes, Elway went to five Super Bowls, won two of them. Uh, but don't forget, Jim Kelly went to four in a row. And he was out of that draft class. <sighs> though God he chose, him. though Jim Kelly chose to go to the USFL to start his career. With that the was Gamblers. a mistake. It's, no, was it? Yes, it was. It didn't cost him at all. The dude with the four straight Super Bowls. If he'd been in the NFL earlier, he might have won a Super Bowl. Just saying. Oh, it did. Two years. You're up on the bottom line. News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Gary from Pasco. How about the NDSU Bison? Nine championships in the last 11 years. Oh, That's the right. The Bison. Hmm. That's right. I'm well yeah. familiar with them. College, I, I've been, I've, I know. I've been to the Fargo Dome. Yeah. That's my back door. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Right. Appreciate the call. Absolutely. It's too cold there. Oh, hey. Yeah. North Dakota has created an incredible pro. North Dakota State, incredible program. Of course, tonight, and once I'll be done here, I'll be on my way to uh, watch... Nick Saban win another national championship? No. Yeah. No.